0: Welcome everyone to an all new episode of the Comic Multiverse where the worlds of nerd meet. I as always am your host and CEO of Bad Potatoes Enterprises, Joel. (laughs) Joining me is my senior vice president, Matt. How you doing? I'm
1: doing really well, Joel.
0: Man, Bad Potatoes took off huge last week. I I did not think that this stupid idea would get so much groundswell. I actually had a couple people... Share me some links to some similar stuff, like uh, Rotten Eggplant, which was someone's proposed idea for, like, a porn version of Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> and then someone pointed me to one called Baked Potatoes, which is, like, I s- assume, uh, like, a Rotten Tomatoes, but for stoner movies. <laughs> that would be a really small market. It would be. But, you know, it's just, like, I want, I would love to read those reviews. This was super crunchy, dude. <laughs> buff, buff, pass.
1: So they true. they have to write the review while they're high and then write the review when they're not. <laughs> oh, <laughs> See gosh. what the difference is. <laughs> oh
0: Jesus. Actually, I think I think someone did that once. I think that might have been like a cracked article or something. But they watched Stoner movies twice, once while high, once while not. <laughs> and indeed, they had very different uh, very different takes on it as you assume you would. Yeah. No, Jesus, a rotten tomatoes for porn movies though. That's got to be That would take forever because they're like, well, you know, I'm only able to watch the movie three minutes at a time, but, you know, once I'm done, I'll be sure to give a full review. The first six minutes were solid. (laughs) I, ironically, was
1: also solid, but dumb Tish. (laughs) Uh, So, how's your week been treating you, Matt? Pretty cool. Uh, It's been pretty chill. I've been doing catching up on videos and reviews and stuff. I'm still way behind. But
0: oh, I know, right? Sui- <laughs> Suicide Squad really fucked me over. I had such a good thing for two videos a day. Pe- people might notice I've been releasing videos at 3 a.m. now. A, because I'm still up. B, because I need to to work through the backlog I have.
1: Yeah, release them when you can.
0: It's 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 really ridiculous. So I do eight, eight, and three. Is what i do and i still have a giant pile here sitting in front of me right now i just put old man logan up i think i might put the either the rest of the x-men up tonight or early tomorrow morning to try and get through all this it was it was a big week
1: it was but i think i think it's going to start calming down since i've dropped a couple of dc rebirth books
0: I'm I'm very close to dropping some stuff. I'm not sure what I'm going to stick with. There's some stuff I'm only covering now because they were special one-offs, like The Accused, that uh, special Daredevil thing. I only picked yeah. that up this week because it was special, and it did pretty good business, actually, for me. I get the feeling not many people knew that book exists, and with a title like The Accused, they're like, what, is this Daredevil? Is this connected? What?
1: Yeah, I was gonna review that, but I thought eh, it's just gonna be a one shot, and the one shots for Civil War so far have been kind of hit and miss. Mm-hmm. If you, I'll put it this way: if you cared
0: about the trial of Hawkeye in the main Civil War book, which they get through in like you know in like four pages. If you cared and wanted to see all the ins and outs of that, then read it. I would dare say this is this is so far the only Civil War II book I've read that actually feels like supplementary material and not just like oh, wow. and not just something that pays lip service to it. Weirder still, it was written by Mark Guggenheim, whose writing I usually don't like. I actually kind of liked this one. Huh. Hmm. For me, I don't know if people have been noticing, but I've been doing some streaming the last couple nights. I've been kicking a. Taking the tires, lighting the fires on the old PlayStation 4. Tried streaming. I'm working my way through uh, Rockstar's The Warriors right now, based on the classic uh, cult film
1: of the same I name. remember that game. I remember that game.
0: It's a lot of fun, and it's a lot harder than I remember, too. Yeah? It's funny, the combat system in that game, that kind of grapple-grapple-punch-punch punch combo thing looking back at it now they took that uh that like combat system and they would put that in bully and like bully would perfect that combat
1: system yeah yeah bully's a great game bully's also That's amazing. on the PlayStation 4 as well isn't it It is
0: most of Rockstar's games are which is kind of amazing even the old ones like Max Payne and Manhunt you can get Yeah it's funny you can get Manhunt 1 but not Manhunt 2 Oh Manhunt 2 played better but Manhunt <clears throat> 1 was better yeah, had a better story even though it had a weaker character. Manhunt 2 went all Manchurian Candidate on itself by the end. <laughs> no, like literally it was the plot for Manchurian Candidate. It was crazy. It was. Mm-hmm. Don't you remember they made a big deal like they wouldn't release that game without a bunch yeah.
1: of filters over the violence? Yeah, yeah, it was too violent for everyone, and it got banned in, like, a bunch of countries and everything. I'm guessing it didn't come out in Australia because your crotchety old man government won't let you have anything. See, I don't know. It's on the PlayStation Store now. Oh, there you go. So I, I, don't, I, I can't remember if it did actually come out when it was originally released. I, I can't remember.
0: Huh. But yeah, so for anyone interested in that, you can check on out my Twitch. That's uh, Caped Joel. I've also been archiving uh, episodes. Over on a uh, Joel Daily, which is its own YouTube page that I got, and never did anything with until now. <laughs> it's funny playing the Warriors game because it's based on a movie, because it has the same actors from the movie, and because it has a lot of the same music from the movie. I'm really playing Russian Roulette on this one because like Twitch caught a song once and muted me for a little bit, and YouTube caught another song when I put it up.
1: Oh, that sucks. <laughs>
0: I'm not planning to make a lot of money off this shit, but hey, you know, if this, uh, if the ass ever falls out of the comic book pyramid, you might see the birth of, you know, Joel the Let's Player. Forget Cape Joel, it'll be Controller
1: Joel. <laughs>
0: hey guys, it's Controller Joel here. What's up, bras? Today we're gonna be streaming some shit, bras.
1: Yeah, you gotta get one of those, like, racing chairs and, like, shitty green screen and, like, green screen yourself into, like, the yeah, Twitch stream yeah. and... Th- See, see. You gotta get one of those flat-brimmed hats and glasses. See, and... Matt's
0: got the right idea. Matt, how about you be my manager on this one? You can you can run the back end of the Controller Joel Let's Play empire that I will be starting soon. <laughs> <laughs> Man, some of those guys make a ridiculous amount of money, those streamers, that that's literally their job to play video games all day. For donations yeah. and stuff they have a twitch con now i wonder do they even still have fun with video games anymore if i could meet one of those people that's what i would ask them i'm like do you even have fun with this anymore
1: yeah i'd be interested to see that as well like whether it's just like uh, it's just a job for me now it's you know is it, is it a group?
0: Are, are you really excited for no man's sky to come out or are you just excited because you know you can play it and you'll probably do pretty good in terms of donations and stuff. I mean, hell, Matt and I run through the same thing with comics. Because, you know, I'm sure you do the same thing I do, Matt. You pick up and read comics you have had no intention of looking at otherwise, but you know it'll probably get a lot of views, so you should do it anyway.
1: a couple
0: like that. I mean, it's not all the time. I mean, maybe I do it more, but I know when I get my comics for the week, I'm like, okay, personal comics that I will read and enjoy work comics and then like a smaller pile of i would never even look in the direction of this but i know people <laughs> will like it i mean shit i almost did that with the new red hood when everyone's like oh red hood you gotta talk about red hood and i'm like am i gonna review red hood no no i'm not yeah i i
1: reviewed the the rebirth issue but that's actually one of the series i've dropped but i'll probably be keeping an eye on it mm, for sure like from a distance, <laughs> with a stick just poking at it. Every yeah, time. with a ten foot pole.
0: <laughs> I I swear, like this whole storyline they're running now, and this whole everything they're doing, I'd be okay with it as long as it wasn't Lubdell at the at the at the helm. I know. Essentially, like I think a better writer could run with this one if they just let them. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I guess with that, we can hop into the news for this week. And there's a fair amount of stuff that happened. There was a lot of little things, but, you know, plenty of stuff to build a show around. And I think the first thing, ah, you know, there's a, there was a little indie movie trailer that came out, you know. It's, it's really underground. You know, Disney's putting it out. It doesn't really have a lot of buzz or a lot of fan following behind it. But I know Matt is a fan of this very obscure series. It's called uh, It's called Space Wars The Rogue Two. <laughs>
1: Spaceballs?
0: What? Um, yep, they're making a new Spaceball. Spaceballs Rogue One is coming out and everyone's really excited. The quest for more money. It got serious Spaceballs. Did you see how dark and gritty this new Spaceballs <laughs> was? <laughs> These guys didn't have the Schwartz at all. So, uh, you know, because this is a Star Wars related topic, this is where Joel shuts up and lets Matt take the reins on this one. So Matt, handing the reins on over to you.
1: It was a pretty good trailer. We weren't really sure what we were expecting because people were saying that was just going to be like a 90 second uh, TV spot. But it was like a full on, like, two minute trailer. And we got so much, like, stuff in it. We got Darth Vader in it. It's true. Which,
0: I mean, we knew he had to show up at some point. But there he is. You're going to get your fucking Vader fix.
1: Yeah. And um, there were some really cool shots in this. And, you know, props to the guy who shoots the film. He's Australian. Yeah. Whoop, whoop.
0: This uh, this, uh, de- this definitely looks like, you know, if people... I know one of the minor complaints people had for The Force Awakens is it stayed, like, very close to the Star Wars formula that everyone knows yep. and loves. Rogue One looks to be taking more chances and looks to be going in a far different direction.
1: Yeah, it's going full-on Space Wars.
0: Yeah. I wonder, is this going to be the thing for Disney and Star Wars moving into the future? Will the titled sequels, or the numbered sequels, I should say will those be the staying closer to the formula to joseph campbell's hero's journey and will the odd numbered ones the ones that, that come out every other year will those be the ones to kind of you know mess with shit and go in crazy directions
1: uh, it's, it's definitely possible but i think i think um force awakens was so traditional and basic because it needed to ease people back into it did star it, wars. Need, it
0: need to be like look here's the star wars you always wanted but lucas didn't give you
1: yeah definitely
0: and, I mean, the thing with Rogue One as well, we're not going to see a Rogue One 2, are we? Because given <laughs> what we know about this story, given what we know about the Bothans and the people who steal the Death Star plans, they don't make it out at the end.
1: Oh, These guys, I don't think they are going to make it out at the end. And if they do, they might appear here and there every other, in, like, the other um, anthology movies. But I don't think they'll appear in, like, the actual episodic movies
0: no i mean if this movie does its job right half if not more of the cast will be dead by the end
1: yeah yeah Well, at least i know forrest Whitaker's character saw guerrero is gonna die oh mm,
0: don't kill forrest don't kill him in his squinty eye we love him too much yeah first character
1: to come from animation to live action that's pretty fucking amazing and the fact that he
0: did that means anyone can do it now Yep. Come on, old man Ezra. Come on, old man Ezra in the future. That's all I'm asking for.
1: Come on, Kanan. Come on. Kanan.
0: Oh, yeah, just some blind dude sitting in the corner all drunk and shit. I fought fought in the Clone Wars. I was a smuggler. Sure sure (laughs) you were, dude. Sure you were, you crazy blind (laughs) bastard. (laughs) <laughs> I, I, I flew the ghost and I had sex with a tweet. like, Yeah, yeah, didn't we all? <laughs> you shut up. You don't know her like I do. <laughs> Disney was weird and wouldn't let us kiss for the longest time. It was weird. <laughs> but yeah, oh, uh, speaking of which, that was another thing. Uh, Rebels comes out the 24th of September, season three, coming back. Excited. Friggin' uh, getting our Zon on in this newest season.
1: Yeah, yeah, get Thorn's coming back.
0: Getting on your Thorn with on, everybody, in the Star Wars. <laughs> get used to it, it's happening. But yeah, Rogue One trailer looks cool. I, I have to wonder, you know, you think this one will break as many records and be as huge as Force Awakens was, or do you think we're going to see a bit of a dip in the Star Wars movies that don't have the number after it?
1: I think people are, I think people are really interested in it. I know people that aren't usually interested in Star Wars movies like that I work with or know Mm. uh, are really interested in it, mainly because it's like an action movie, whereas Star Wars has been an action movie, but it's never been this far into the action, like full-blown war. It's a science
0: fantasy, but yes, this looks like an actual war movie.
1: Yeah, so it it looks pretty cool, and it looks like maybe get a wider audience.
0: I mean, shit, they were having Normandy imagery, which blew me away.
1: The rebels climbing out of the boats only to get shot on the beach. Yeah.
0: Man, they'll be teaching these wars in history class, and that's when the Rebel Alliance made their landing at Not Normandy, and they were shot <laughs> by the Not Nazis of the Empire.
1: They were surprised by the Imperials on the beaches. <laughs>
0: Man, if I was a history teacher, I would totally fuck with my students and be like, today we're going to learn the Star Wars. This will be on the test. <laughs> And at the Battle of Hoth, uh, oh, this happened in the offensive. And it was at that point, General Han Solo went, yee <laughs> This will be on the test, everybody, just to fuck with them. <laughs> and be like, yeah, everyone, you got to learn, like, expanded Star Wars uh, history. And be like, oh, sorry, little Jimmy, I'm going to have to give you an A-minus. That was Fanon that you put in there, not actual canon. <laughs> yeah,
1: that, that was the old canon, not the new expanded universe canon. <laughs> <laughs> it's different now get it right billy slaps
0: hands (laughs) oh sorry little billy you try so hard but yeah rogue one looks freaking cool great time to be a star wars fan december can't get here quick enough right matt i know it's four months away man i know it's not even that far to think that star wars will be like the big christmas movie now for everybody
1: Well, this is the last time it's in December. Next year, it goes back to May. Oh, really? Really,
0: why? Yeah. Have they said why?
1: Because of the way that their productions were scheduled. They didn't want to... Like, originally, I think Disney wanted it to come out in May, but um, JJ for The Force Awakens didn't want to push the movie, and then it just carried on for these two to be in December because that was when their production cycles would have ended. And then the next one, which has already been shot and made will come out in may on may 4th i think
0: i liked uh i liked the whole christmas season thing for genre movies how come no genre series has ever managed to really grasp onto christmas and make it their thing like the first couple of harry potters were christmas movies then they stopped the new star wars or these two new star wars movies were christmas then they stopped how can no franchise hold on to christmas you figure it's so easy
1: yeah i know i, I mean Christmas should just be like relegated to Shane Black movies. <laughs> I know, right? I, I I'd watch more Shane Black movies.
0: Oh, speaking of that, I actually saw the the Nice Guys not too long ago. It's so great, isn't it? It's fucking it easily shot up to being like, Yep, and this
1: is on my top ten movies of the year. Yeah, it's it's Kiss Kiss Bang Bang and this really those two movies amazing
0: really freaking good like the nice guys is so good you know uh ryan gosling and uh uh, russell crowe make such good buddy cops in this i'm like man i i want to see the sequel right now what further adventures of these two (laughs) like i wanted a thing like the avengers at the end like the nice guys will return in da 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 adventure
1: Yeah, Shane Black's good at, like, buddy cop movies. You know, mm. your lethal weapon. Oh, yeah. The dude's a master of it. That
0: is his kung fu. That is his mutant power. Yeah. But, yeah, that's uh, that's really good. Speaking of movies that are coming out, and I know we're taking forever on the news, you hear the great review Sausage Party is getting?
1: Oh, man, it's getting amazing reviews. And I, I kind of expected it, because a lot of people seem to be really into it for some reason i'm not too sure like all the early reviews that came out like maybe a month ago were just like gushing all over it like it was apparently really amazing
0: it's an appealing concept at the right time no one's thought to make fun of pixar before let alone actually put like some good money into making some well-intentioned jokes at pixar and on top of it apparently the movie is actually a really smart like religious satire too
1: yeah yeah i'm i really want to go see it i haven't had time to go see it same here i'm really interested in seeing it
0: i mean i'm saving up for con and everything if it wasn't i would totally have gone out and seen it damn you suicide squad i wanted to see sausage party
1: (laughs) it sounds like the better movie
0: i think it might end up being that way but yeah so uh moving on from there we got some more news uh tim Seeley. Favorite of mine, you know, love his work on Hackslash, love what he did with Grayson, uh, love what he's doing currently with Nightwing. Well, he has signed an exclusive deal with DC right now. Now, why do you think that this is important, Matt?
1: Oh, because he had series going over at Marvel.
0: He did. He was supposed to be penning that new Blade book about Blade's daughter. Now that he's gone exclusive, does that mean the Blade book just isn't going to be happening now?
1: It either won't be happening or it'll be done by some other writer taking over.
0: I get shit when I, I, again, last year at Fan Expo. So last year, this time when Tim Seeley was in Toronto, I talked to him about the Blade book and said, hey, how's that coming along and everything? You know, young girl versus monsters. That's definitely in your wheelhouse and everything. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah. With my work with Hack Slash, I think if I couldn't do this, uh, I couldn't do anything. And then to hear it turn around and just be like, yep, not, uh, not happening now, signed exclusive, shit, they must have given him one hell of a good deal.
1: Oh, yeah, and DC have been signing a bunch of, like, writers exclusively, like, I think Tom King's exclusive, yep. uh, Scott Snyder exclusive. Yeah, I think he is exclusive for them. Yeah, um, yeah.
0: They signed, like, a bunch of writers. They did just recently, well, good for them, they're turning out real quality product right now, so good for them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking of something that's not quite quality news, Civil War 2 issue number 5 will now be postponed weeks. We won't be getting oh, it... Oh, in- fuck's sake. We won't be getting it until, like, the middle of September now. Oh, God damn it! Which super sucks, because if number 5 can't come out, that means everything else gets
1: pushed back, too, with the Civil War banner on it. Yeah, yeah, because the same thing happened with goddamn Secret Wars. Yep. Which this seems-
0: this seems especially silly, too, because on one hand, it's like, wait, wasn't the original Civil War a horrible pushed back nightmare? Yes, it was. So history is mm-hmm. repeating itself in this regard. And also, are you really going to push back all the books that tie into this when so few of them actually tie in in any meaningful ways at all? <laughs> that seems really stupid, doesn't it? It does. That really does. So, you know, stay tuned for more Civil War 2 guys <laughs> in the future. <laughs> <laughs> Not gonna be done with it yet. Uh, from there, we got some animated DC news. Uh, you'll all remember the CWC. That's uh, that little digital internet thing that put out the Vixen shorts. I say shorts, it's one 22 minute, or 22 minute episode that they cut up into five minute chunks for some fucking reason.
1: Yeah, it was so weird what they did with that.
0: Well, guess what? They got another show coming now. They're going to do that too. I know. It's called Freedom Fighters Ray, and it's going to focus on the hero of The Ray. I know many of you out there are, like, looking all over the place and being like, who's The Ray? The Ray is another hero with light powers who you would see in the background of certain Justice League episodes. He's that guy.
1: Yeah, and this particular Ray is from the universe where Superman is a Nazi.
0: Yes, it's Freedom Fighters Ray, so this is the Uncle Sam in the Freedom Fighters
1: universe. It's... What is... I don't understand their reasoning for like picking such a character like like they do all these Batman things and then they go, "Oh and here's the Ray. <laughs> I guess they saw it doesn't soft- make
0: any sense. I get like for Vixen, I understand it's like, okay, there's something to Vixen, you know, she's got the magic thing going on. Yeah. She's got a cool like backstory of being from Detroit and being like a fashion designer. Like, you know, you can write some cool shit with that. They never do in the comics for whatever reason. But you know, they can write a good show around that and it adds some much needed diversity to the CW universe in terms of heroes. The ray they're taking another step further. Not only are they doing the Freedom Fighters version of the Ray from another universe, his costume actually looks awesome, by the way. I think they gave him
1: a great redesign. His costume just looks like the Guardian.
0: It's it's basically Guardian. I'm a big fan of the double-breasted jacket, though, of, like, that double-breasted... Kind of like Bucky, like what Bucky wears. I'm a big fan of that. I think that's a good look for heroes. So they got him a redesign, but even more than that, apparently uh, he's going to be gay, actually. In, uh, yeah. in the new thing, so there you go, so gotten some LGBT love going on for the DC universe, and animated, no less, which is kind of cool, of course. It's funny, usually when they say they're going to make a character gay, you get a bunch of outrage and a bunch of anger. In this case, even the homophobes couldn't be bothered to get mad Yeah, well, everyone's them. like, ah,
1: no one really cares about that character.
0: I imagine some dude in a trailer park and, like, you know north virginia or south virginia whatever the bad virginia is i can't keep it straight sitting in a trailer park at his computer man i sure do hate them homosexuals oh look the ray's gonna be a homosexual i don't know who that is and then he continued to jerk <laughs> so off so i can't get mad <laughs> so he continued to jerk off to guns and ammo <laughs> As they do. Maybe this needs to be the new thing now for, you know, uh, LGBT characters. Just take a character no one knows and be like, yeah, they were always gay. What are you talking about? (laughs) Because remember with Alan Scott, everyone, you know, raged and got angry and everything. It's like, guys, it's an alternate universe. You know, it doesn't undo all the stories of the Alan Scott you like. See, what they should have done is they should have gotten an even more obscure light-based hero. They should have done it with the (laughs) Ray. If you take no other moral from this one, everyone, it's just go really obscure, then you can change everything about the character and no one will care. <laughs> but I don't know, I mean, looks cool enough, I'll watch it when it's dumb, because really, fuck how CW does their shows, setting yeah. them up. Yeah. That's so well, stupid. What, what,
1: I don't, what I don't understand is like I see this as a way... That they can say that they've done the ray right in the flash mm. arrowverse without without action. actually having to do him.
0: Without having It's kinda like
1: a cheap way without having to yeah. do like live action stuff.
0: Which I mean Vixen was in the cartoon, then she made the jump. Is this like, okay, this is how we explain their origin. This is how we show off their powers and why you should care without having to actually spend the money or special effects budget to do it.
1: The see the ray would be so fucking easy to do in special effects. He's he just, just light. shoots light from his hands. <laughs>
0: I'm shooting light. Look at me go. <laughs>
1: just just tape a couple of torches to his hands. <laughs>
0: amazing just some dude with flashlights i am the ray (laughs) i should raise a light (laughs) no one can stop the ray but yeah so that's that uh keeping with the cw train and we are uh mirror master got cast for the flash just recently which is cool because that means we essentially have all the original rogues now yeah well minus the top was the top an original rogue or did he come later
1: Uh, You're asking the wrong person. I don't know a lot about Flash. I think the top was one of the original
0: ones. Okay, so we have mostly everyone in the original Rogues now. Uh, I wonder, uh, I I don't know much about the actor. I wonder if he's going to do a Scottish accent for the character because, of course, Mirror Master was Scottish in the comics.
1: It would be pretty interesting if he
0: did. His name was Sam Scudder, and he was a (laughs) Scottish jewel thief. Who had godlike mirror powers, but was too dumb to realize he had godlike mirror powers?
1: <laughs> uh, so that's the- what that. That's like with most of um, Flash's rogues. Mm. Most of them are pretty powerful, but they never go to their full potential.
0: They're too dumb to realize how smart they actually are. <laughs> yeah. Uh, So, I mean, again, season three of Flash is going to be all Flashpoint universe by the looks of it, the majority of the show, so it'll be interesting to see that character here and now. I wonder, will he play a bigger part? Will Mirror Master maybe be, like, a way for Flash to undo the Flashpoint or get back home to, like, travel through a mirror to another universe? That'd be pretty cool. Because Mirror Master is one of those characters that he basically does whatever the hell the story calls for him to do.
1: Yeah, that is true. It's true. His
0: powers are so amazing, he doesn't even understand his powers most of the time. <laughs> He'll get lost in the mirror universe sometimes because he's too dumb to get out. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. It's like, man, where's uh, where's Sam at these days? Oh, he got lost in the mirror-verse. <laughs> Uh, some other cool news, uh, you, you'll of course remember uh, for, uh, for Zoom in season two of Flash, uh, even though they had a different actor in the suit, they had the really awesome uh, Candyman doing his voice, doing that really creepy Flash voice. Uh-huh. Well, they're going to be doing something similar this season with Dr. Alchemy, and that is the totally awesome underrated character actor Tobin Bell, Jigsaw from the Saw movies, is going to be the voice of Dr. Alchemy oh that's good voice that's good i am amazed tobin bell doesn't do more voice acting he has such a good voice yeah i know i mean how th- half the reason the saw movies work as well as they do is just because you're listening to tobin bell give exposition via recorders for most of it <laughs> live or die the, the human race is missing a certain piece i never wanted to be called the jigsaw killer i know way too much about saw honestly <laughs> I think you do. I know way too much about it. Uh, some other minor Flash stuff, too. Apparently, Season 3, two will also see a Savitar show up. Now, do you know who Savitar is? No. Savitar was another evil speedster from the comics. He started, like, a Speed Force cult, and Savitar is the name of, like, the Hindu god of motion, so maybe he's that uh, other black-suited Flash we've seen running around
1: yeah maybe we yeah he might be that one that we've seen in set photos and everything i could
0: see that that be that being said on one hand because i'm such a comic purist i'm like oh they didn't get savatar's original costume in there and then on the other hand i'm like wow savatar had a really ugly costume maybe it's good you didn't (laughs) maybe it's good you didn't put him in there oh he's like wearing he's got like frills and everything going on it's a it's a really crappy costume (laughs) He's got like face paint and stuff going on here. I'm trying to Google an image right now to uh to find it. Oh yeah, he's got like stuff sticking out of his back and he's got like he wears no shirt and he's got like a dumb kind of fit like face plate mask and he's got like Fabio hair going on. He is he is not a very good design. (laughs) He looks like they just threw a bunch of shit at the wall and went, Yep, that's him. That's our guy. (laughs) Everyone will love him, I'm sure. But uh, yeah, cool to see him in there. As as a fan of the Greater Flash Rogues, it's nice to see they're working up to him. And speaking of Rogues, uh, on the Spider-Man Homecoming cast front, uh, we actually got some news. The Tinkerer is going to be in this movie now.
1: Yeah, well, well it's been kind of like alluded to as well as like obviously the Vulture is going to be in the film. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's been alluded to that he might be fighting a couple of other villains, or they'll be in the movie as set up for another movie.
0: That's cool, and Tinkerer is totally the character you do it with. I love how they reinvented the Tinkerer as just like the super villain arms dealer, where it's like, you know, you need a costume, you need something fixed, you need a death ray, you go to the Tinkerer.
1: Yeah, and I imagine that's what he's going to be in this. Maybe he's the one who actually makes the Vulture's suit.
0: Yeah, maybe he's the guy who outfits the villain community. I think it's such a cool idea what they did with Tinkerer, how he kind of rose in power and status because he outfits so many of the villains, and all of the villains working in New York, all the costumed ones that we know, all owe money to the Tinkerer in one way or another. Yeah. I think that's a really cool idea.
1: Yeah, I'm excited to see what they're going to do with him.
0: Me too, yeah, I I can't wait for that one. Spider-Man Homecoming also can't come quick enough. Mm -hmm. And uh, speaking of villainous casting, because it seems like this chunk of the show is just nothing but villainous casting all over the place, uh, word has gotten around now on who the villain could be for the upcoming Aquaman movie, and jeez, I can't believe this constitutes his news even. Hey Matt, you know Black Manta, Aquaman's probably most well-known antagonist?
1: a little bit.
0: Well, the hot rumor is that he might be the villain for the movie. Oh, Really? In other news, in other new sky blue, grass green, yeah,
1: water wet. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's the news going on for that one. And I mean, really, it's kind of like a
1: no duh, really. Yeah, I'd be more like shocked if then. Oh, Batman's the villain. <laughs> Or, you know
0: that would be funny just batman sitting out in the boat like jaws being like you know <laughs> smile you s- smile you son of a bitch <laughs> uh,
1: and it's sad because this batman would shoot him
0: he, he really would is that going to be the thing now for dc movies look we were going to make an aquaman movie but we didn't trust it anymore so now it's batman v
1: aquaman <laughs> That's all these movies are. just Batman v Aquaman. And then oh, we went back and reshot Batman into a bunch of Wonder Woman scenes. But 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 Kevin, they they they're in they're in World War One. Doesn't matter.
0: Batman. It's Batman. A, Batman has a time machine. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> He built the Bat-time machine in the cave. It's like, but what is he even doing? Okay, look, so we couldn't actually get Ben Affleck in the Wonder Woman movie, so we just superimposed this image of him waving over and over again, and we just stuck that into different scenes. (laughs) (laughs) So they're having, like, a really deep conversation, Steve and Diane, and in the background, Ben Affleck, dressed as Batman, is just waving. (laughs)
1: he's <laughs> just standing there just static <laughs>
0: Ooh, or better yet okay so we're introducing a new char- character now he's uh Bruce Wayne's great great grandfather who
1: fought he's yeah, also he's also named Bruce Wayne whose <laughs>
0: name is also named Bruce Wayne a- and also he was Batman too back then Batman is a legacy hero now no that's not fans will hate that look Batman was alive in World War one okay <laughs> <laughs> Look, he drives a bat plane, is what he does, and you know he throws things that aren't quite batarangs, but are. <laughs> oh goddamn! You know we joke, but you could totally see that happening, couldn't you? Yeah. Them bending over backwards, concocting some reason to put Batman in Wonder Woman. <laughs> okay, look. So the framing device is Batman reads a historical book about Wonder Woman, and Batman's actually narrating
1: all of Wonder Woman. He's narrating her story to Wonder Woman.
0: <laughs> yeah, really. Okay, so let me get this story straight. So you come fr- from an island of Amazons, right? It's pretty fucking cool. And you got, like, technology and stuff. And it's like a sapphic wonderland. But then this dude, Steve, he's not really important. I'm just going to skip ahead about him. Lands on your island. <laughs> and then you fight Nazis. But it was World War I. Okay, so you fight proto-Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> in the proto world war ii that's pretty great and then just the final shot as well geez thanks bruce for telling me my own origin you're welcome go see justice
1: yeah, yeah. it just cuts the credits and that fucking guitar riff <laughs> that's
0: such a sweet guitar riff but it does not match wonder woman
1: it does not
0: <laughs> it's an amazing piece of music like i would feel like if that was the Flash's theme that would be okay
1: yeah, because it's fast-paced and everything.
0: If it was Aquaman's theme, that would be fine. Like you would Oh think, God! <laughs> like you would think for Wonder Woman being, you know, like an Amazon with ties to you know the great Greek poets and classic literature and everything. You know, you think they would give her like a classical score, right? But no, nah. no. Nah. Guitar mean, riff, man. Guitarism, it's hardcore, man. The ancient Amazons invented so many amazing things. They also invented the electric guitar. You didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> that better be a scene in Wonder Woman. You're seeing their amazing advanced technology on the Themyscira. Oh, and we never die, and we never grow old. And, you know, Greek magic and everything. Oh, you know, the the, the goddess Hippolyta gifted to us this sweet double axe guitar. <laughs> Here, Diana, take it to man's world and play tasty-ass licks on it. <laughs> Melt some faces. You are now the god of rock, yes. <laughs> And then Jack Black shows up and we have a whole school of rock segment where he needs to teach Diana how to rock. <laughs> and everyone's totally happy with it because they're like, Oh good, Jack Black made it into something. He's disappeared. <laughs> yeah,
1: good for him.
0: <laughs> yeah, where did Jack Black go? He just disappeared. Is he like touring with uh with Tenacious D or something?
1: I have no he was in that new Ghostbumps film.
0: Oh yeah, shit he was too. Yeah, he was LR Stein. I never saw yeah. that. Yeah. It was pretty good. Was it? I enjoyed it. It was pretty good. Oh, that's all right. Uh, you know what wasn't really good? What? Fan Four Stick. Oh, you know who the else? The
1: Segways.
0: Yeah, you know you know who is also not good in Fan Four Stick. Miles Teller.
1: Uh we you know, you kind of single him out because everyone wasn't good in that film. <laughs>
0: but he but he's a piece of shit in real life too. By he all accounts. Like I told you that great interview with Barbara Walters where he kept showing her pictures of his back muscles. And then, like, asked uh, her to cut his meat for him. And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you, Miles? Yeah, the guy's a dick. (laughs) He seems like a massive dick biscuit is all I'm going to say. But apparently in an interview for that new movie, uh, Dogs of War, which actually looks pretty cool, actually. Him and Jonah Hill. Uh Him and Fat Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill leveled up again and became Fat Jonah Hill again. (laughs) He'd been skinny Oscar winning Jonah Hill for a little bit, but now he's back to Fat Funny Jonah Hill. Uh, Miles teller when they asked him about it, he said, "Yeah, I totally do Fantastic Four again."
1: In other words, he wants the work.
0: <laughs> yeah, really. I can't believe anyone. I, I think him and that producer Kinsberg are the only people in the world who actually want to do another Fantastic Four. Everyone else has moved on.
1: Yeah, everyone's tell, telling them to, you know, move on, move on to other projects. We're like, no, man, this could be really cool. <laughs>
0: we'll make it work. Even the director doesn't want anything to do with Fantastic <laughs> Four.
1: The director hated the movie so much he he made sure he, he couldn't make another one by ruining his career.
0: Yeah, yeah, the director hated it so much he committed career seppuku in front of everyone on twitter <laughs> that still has to be one of the best moments ever oh god yeah i am literally i'm literally shocked and surprised that when suicide squad came out and all that news came out about, you know, edits and everything in the studio stepping in and taking control, that no one took David Ayer's Twitter picture and put it over what the Fantastic Four guy said and started tweeting that around. (laughs) They did that to Zack Snyder. (laughs) I know they did. And I'm like, why don't you do it for Ayer? Well, the difference is some people actually enjoyed Suicide Squad is the difference.
1: Yeah, well, like, as we were saying when we were talking about it last week, there's parts of, like, Suicide Squad is literally fan in the storyline.
0: Yeah. It's literally the same. Yeah, they they took it away, they fucked it up. The only difference is Suicide Squad ended up with a at least a product that was not nearly as boring like as poisonously boring as Fan Four Stick was. Mhm. I mean, that's its greatest sin is like I I think like, you know, there are superhero movies that are worse than Fan Four Stick. You would be hard-pressed to find a more boring movie than Fan Four Stick.
1: It is boring and it's like nothing happens. In like the first thirty minutes of the film, mm-hmm. and then it's like a quick rush to the end.
0: Yep. Again, because they, you can catch the actual moment when they took over and the wig started changing.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and the and the reshoots started taking hold.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, so that's uh, that's Miles Teller threatening everyone with another fan four stick <laughs> movie. Let's <laughs> let's stop this man before he goes too far. <laughs> see that's what the headline should just be now Miles Teller threatens world with new Fantastic Four movie SWAT team called in to stop him Not all- That's
1: like J- James Cameron. He keeps threatening people with more avatar sequels. He's like, I'm gonna do 10, maybe 11, and then there's gonna be spin-offs. <laughs> it's like it's like instead of like he has uh his a gun to the
0: head of like some hostage, it's just like he has he he, he has his editing bay, he has his camera, he's pointing at everyone else, don't make me do it, don't make me do it, I'll make him, I'll make all the avatars, you can't stop me. Yeah, I'll make Sam Worthington bankable. <laughs> God help me me i will no you know it's too far along now it's like look and in this movie the role of sam worthington will be played by jai courtney (laughs) i'm amazed no one has made a movie yet that brings together the blandness of jai courtney and the blandness of sam worthington they need to fight each other in something we need sam versus jai dawn of (laughs) australianness
1: With a cameo from Liam Hemsworth. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah. See, I would say Liam Hemsworth is a little better than that. I can actually pinpoint him in movies. I don't get him mixed up with other actors. That's true. That being said, when I see Liam Hemsworth, I'm like, oh, it's the non-Thor Hemsworth.
1: (laughs) Yes, it's the Hemsworth that isn't a God of Thunder. (laughs) It's the least interesting Hemsworth. (laughs)
0: <laughs> hey you know what if he's lucky though time might tell it might be a franco situation where i honestly think james franco or, or no what's it, which one's uh, the brother uh dave dave where dave franco is starting to turn in more interesting more nuanced work than james franco <laughs> <laughs> to the point where you're like geez, i think dave franco might have been the best actor in the family honestly <laughs> Hell, I think at the roast of James Franco, that's one of the jokes where it's like, geez, man, you better watch out for your brother. He's coming for your career in notoriety. (laughs) Because he's not a stuck-up-his-ass art guy, apparently. (laughs) He's good. I like the Francos is what I'm trying to say. You know what else I like, Matt? I I I like Robbie Ray as Ghost Rider. I championed that book like no one's business, was really sad when it died, but guess what? Fucking what? Ghost Riders revving up his engine again. He'll be back by November.
1: Oh, that's awesome.
0: They already have the cover for it. And Felipe Smith, the writer who, has, again, continued to champion, he, he was writer and artist. He wrote and drew the book. Mm-hmm. He could not be more happy on Twitter. He is so stoked for it. And everyone else is stoked for it. It's nice to see this cult character and this cult creator get a little bit of love. Yeah, it's pretty great. It is great. And you know what? Hey. Say whatever the hell you want about Agents of Shield. It resurrected a comic I really like. Yeah, that's true. That's good for me, man. Hopefully Robbie can stick around You know what the saddest thing about Robbie coming back now is? What? Robbie totally missed like the cutoff date for champions. I bet they would have subbed out Vision's daughter or someone and would have put him on that team.
1: Yeah, probably. There's nothing saying that they could change the end of the story where he joins the team.
0: That's true. He totally looks like the missing member of that team, doesn't he? He so looks like he belongs. Or, you know what they could do? You got the champions. Make like the Marvel Knights version of champions where you can have him. You can have Robbie Reyes. You can have Silk. You can have, of course, some other young heroes. There's like a million young heroes. Ooh, You can have Riri because Riri isn't on the champions yet. You can put her on the Marvel Knights team. Mm -hmm. You can put, um, well, I guess they have Cyclops, so they can have X-23. The Marvel Knights team gets gets Wolverine, which makes them better. And then I'm trying to think, who's our fifth member on that one? Who's another young hero who isn't on the Champions team so far? Uh, Hmm. You dig up Alpha big time and put him on that team <laughs> just so he can be the whipping boy and everyone can make fun of him for sucking so hard.
1: He dies in every issue. <laughs> oh,
0: that's great, but he keeps coming back to die
1: again. And no one realizes it. They're like, why is he still back? That's a He good, just died last week. That's a good pitch, Matt. I like this. That's. Mordok sat on him.
0: <laughs> he's cursed to forever come back and to always die. I like this a lot. I like it a lot. I really do. Uh, You know what I don't like, though? And this is really depressing. I'm guessing this probably flew past your radar and probably flew past the radar of many people listening to this because they didn't care near as much as I did. So one of my top ten favorite comics of last year was Prez. It was one of the best things to come out of uh, the short-lived DCU initiative – it was a kind of revisitation, kind of remake, reimagining of an old, like, you know, 60s property with a teenage president. It was straight-up political satire, was very far removed from, you know, Batman, Superman, Superheroes. It was fucking hilarious. It was one of the best books I read that year. It was great. They had six issues of what was supposed to be a 12-issue miniseries. And DC, including Dan DiDio, swore up and down that, yes, we'll be coming back for the next six issues eventually. This will get to finish its run, we promise. Well, guess what?
1: It's not finishing. It's
0: Dad. not finishing. Dan DiDio came out and said, nope, not happening. But you can get a special 12 issue, like, special issue to finish stuff up. But no, you won't get the next six <laughs> issues. Even though, even though the writer has come out and said those six issues are done. <laughs> They're done, you just can't have them. <laughs> no. <laughs> they're done we just you won't print, have them <laughs> we just won't print them up is that not the most fucked thing you've ever heard
1: that that is he's prepared not dc rebirth and, and I, batman and, i'm sure that's an issue
0: i'm sure they're like mm, yeah that's dcu though we don't like to talk about dcu we're all into the rebirth now <laughs> and i'm sure too from a cold-hearted business point of view they're like it's a cult book doesn't wouldn't make us enough money
1: that would cost to print the last six issues we we'll just make it digital only there's no printing or anything
0: yeah how much how much there. does it cost to put the pdfs up online i mean you can't you can't have like a page you can't have like a freaking uh what is it intern take off their lunch break and put up the six issues exactly this is one of the few situations and i would never condone piracy while i'm doing the show and while people are listening <laughs> <laughs> but look, I would say if I was that creator, I'm like, fine. If you're not gonna put my comic out, I'm gonna fucking put it online, and everyone's gonna, yeah. read it and gonna love
1: it. Oops, anonymous leaked it. Oh Uh-oh. no! Oh no,
0: not anonymous. Now, when you say anonymous, do you mean you? No, I mean anonymous. No, anyone guy, can be an anonymous. <laughs> the people in the guy Fawkes masks. <laughs> you know the guy fox max It's Vertigo. We did him. <laughs> this story gets even crazier, because apparently right after, or not long after saying that the book was uh, not coming out, Dan DiDio took down his Twitter. He's not on Twitter anymore.
1: Oh, wow, really?
0: Yeah. Ain't that fucking weird. Wow. Wow. Like, this is a dude who's worked in comics forever, it seems like nothing could hurt this dude, he's like Teflon, he's got thick skin and everything. It's weird that this is the thing, maybe because he was caught in such a bold-faced lie, because apparently he had, like, a really serious handshake agreement with the writer of press and said, no, 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 don't worry, we're gonna see this through to the end, you know, we're gonna get it out, on to be like, yeah, no. Ooh, (laughs) and I mean really it's like we said they have no good reason not to release it if it's done like they're saying they are yeah it's just really shitty I know I loved this one and I know Benny really loved this one too uh, from uh, the other show that I'm on so it's really sad to see that fans of this ain't gonna get it
1: yeah, I, I read the first issue. I, I I liked it, but it was just something I couldn't pick up at the time.
0: No, I, I understand it's not for everybody, but I thought it was really smart and
1: really funny. And it made like a series like that like now would be great. It would like, be with, like the like Trump elections oh, and God, stuff yeah. like that. Like oh God, yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, like that that book was that book actually predicted the future. Is the fucked up thing because they had uh like remember the whole D's Nuts thing when like some kid rigged in a like a local election and got himself as a ride-in candidate with the name D's Nuts? Yeah. That's basically how the girl in the comic becomes president. Yeah. Through something very similar, and the book predicted it before it happens. Remember the whole James Cameron pig fucking thing? Mm-hmm. The book did something similar to that as well before it happened so like not only was the book topical but it fucking predicted the future <laughs> it's it's really really sad to see that we're not going to get that one finished up but I mean hey I will continue to follow this story and again if Anonymous leaks it <laughs> that would be fine <laughs> Joel would not support piracy on this but just saying if it was out i downloaded. download it if there was no other way for me to read it yeah yeah, so uh, I guess with that, we can hop on over into what we read this week. And man, we haven't talked about what we've read, and read in like two weeks. I know, it's thrown me right off. Oh, me too, man. I am so backed up, as I mentioned before. But uh, tell you what, I'll let you go first. We'll concentrate on what we read this week, and we'll see how long it goes, and if you know maybe if we want to double back and talk about some stuff. I know I know people still wanted us to talk about Killing Joke, which we haven't done because you know Suicide Squad was not long after and everything. So I'll tell you what, if we have spare time, we'll talk about that too. How's that sound?
1: That sounds cool.
0: Okay, so I'll let um, you go
1: first. Well, a book I know we both read this week uh, that I really enjoyed, and I'm sure you really enjoyed, was All Star Batman issue. One. Oh
0: god yeah man this book man this book did it all right it crossed all of joel's check boxes and i'm sure it mm-hmm. uh, checked lots of yours too matt tell tell the nice
1: people what it's about because i'm usually the one explaining the batman stuff it it's a road trip book featuring batman all his rogues and every rogue in gotham state trying to catch him and Two-Face as they try to make their way upstate.
0: What a fucking cool idea. How has no one thought to do
1: this before? I know, it's... Holy crap, it's so amazing.
0: Again, like I said, it ticks so many boxes for me. One, you get Batman out of Gotham City, which you rarely get. And they have a great reason to take him out of Gotham City. You have an army of D-list villains who have gotten amazing redesigns. They did cool stuff with Firefly and Killer Moth. Even Black Spider got a new design. Mm -hmm. Gentleman Ghost. Mm -hmm,
1: Yeah, with a machine gun.
0: That's so fucking cool. They get cool new redesigns and they're hunting down Batman and Two-Face. You get a great new redesign for Two-Face himself. And even kind of re... Uh, what's the word? Kind of like reestablishing and like redefining what his weird villainous quirks and fetishes are. Yep. The idea being that uh, Two-Face Harvey Dent uh, has, you know, compiled a file on like all, all the crime bosses in Gotham City, all their dirty dealings, and even just regular people too. And because of this, he was able to shoot to the top of, like, you know, the criminal underworld in Gotham. And this pissed off the Penguin and Black Mask and Great White and everybody. So they all wanted him gone out of the city, so they helped Batman stop him. But the real, like, clincher was the Harvey Dent identity, you know, that personality, actually called Bruce specifically for help.
1: Yep. So yeah, like, yeah, wanted his help.
0: So Two-Face is, like, fighting himself, and he says, like, look, if, I, if you don't stop Batman, if he takes me where we're supposed to go, where Harvey says, you know, if you take him here, we can, like, you know, cleanse the Two-Face personality once and for all, uh, if Batman finishes this, I will release all these dirty files onto the internet, onto, like, the dark web, and
1: everyone's secrets come out, and everyone sees the ugly side, just like me. Mm -hmm. and also didn't he um do something with the rain in gotham as well and like actually caused it to go acidic and hurt a bunch of people
0: yeah they kind of gloss over that but batman and duke in his new yellowish costume uh stopped 2 Face from committing like an acid rain plot his idea was i'm gonna burn everybody's face just like mine yeah he's got a cool new red and black suit now
1: yeah it looks really awesome
0: Looks really cool. This this book is firing on all cylinders so far. I cannot wait to see
1: where they go with it. Yeah, also the backup story in this was awesome as well. Yeah,
0: yeah, it definitely seems like Snyder is taking his opportunity in the backup stories to really kind of establish Duke as a member of the Bat family.
1: Yeah, I like that that whole um what was it called, the cursed wheel that mm. Batman has where like each part of it is like color coded. And the colors sort of represent the different members of the Bat family. So, like, the blue ones are, like, what Dick focuses on. And the red ones are what Jason was focusing on. And, and, like, they're trying to figure out what Duke is going to focus on. Which
0: which it's fitting now that you say that. I'm like, wait, blue was Dick. He becomes Nightwing with blue in his costume. Red is Jason. He became Red Hood. Barbara is purple and her costume is purple now. Yep, yep. That's funny. So obviously Duke is going to focus on yellow because his costume is yellow now. Yeah, yeah, so
1: whatever yellow is on that chart. He'll be yellow. He'll be pissed is what he will be.
0: (laughs) Duke is really into golden showers, guys, is what we'll find out about him throughout the course of this story. (laughs) Also, Zaz seems to be the villain they're fighting in that, and they make Zaz really mm. fucking scary. And he doesn't even show up, and he's scary.
1: Yeah, yeah, the, the way he goes about killing these people is pretty fucked up.
0: It's brutal. He gives you, like, a million paper cuts, so the second you move, you bleed to death. Yeah. That uh, that one was really solid. That one was really good. Um, and that was just one of a couple Batman books that came out this week. We also had Detective Comics
1: yeah i i've read this i haven't reviewed it yet though
0: right what'd you think of it i thought it was pretty cool yeah it continues it, to be a solid book
1: yeah this felt like the the midpoint in this uh colony story it was
0: i like uh, we actually get to see the day that uh jack kane was given his special assignment to hunt the league of shadows in gotham city i thought that was a nice touch
1: yeah, that was pretty cool. And he, he, I, I liked also that like he, he was in this, like, he's, like, 13 levels of clearance above the president and everything, mm. but he gets a phone call from his daughter and goes off to find her. It's
0: really nice characterization, showing, look, he wasn't always a monster. He may not even be a monster now. He just has a very different view on fighting crime and the mission. Yep. Also nice, too, we get to see uh, Tim Drake and the General battle each other. And I like uh, the General in this new DC Rebirth universe is his screen name, and it's the General spelt with threes instead of E's.
1: Yeah, yeah, he basically fights with his mind, not his body.
0: So cool. And I'm like, ah, spelled with threes instead of E's. Yeah, you, you are a little elite bastard, aren't you?
1: And they, they make a joke about that. Tim makes a joke about that. Like, how do you say the threes in this word? Like, do you just say three or is its it... Is it- do you pronounce it, or what happens? That's solid, because they were arch-nemesis
0: back in the old 52, Tim Drake, so yeah. I like they've gotten these two back together. Clearly, Tynan is a fan, and he's a fan of a lot of this, that he's bringing it back. And yeah, it's pretty good. Orphan is the muscle on the team, which is pretty clever. She beats up an entire <laughs> room of dudes, and they're like, Oh, we shouldn't be scared of her. <laughs> yeah, I thought
1: that was pretty cool.
0: She's their Hulk. It's basically like, and Oh, and Cassandra, go do what you do. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: uh, it's great too because you don't get to see the beating you just see the aftermath of the beating she's <laughs> like covered in blood <laughs> Jesus Christ Candy, I think you might uh, think you might have gone a little too far in a few places not gonna lie <laughs> I think you might have gone a little nuts uh, another book I read this week and I didn't expect to love it near as much as I did was actually Deathstroke Rebirth number one really this is one I passed on because I knew I wasn't going to keep up with it Here's the thing, man. I, I haven't read a Deathstroke book or a Deathstroke story that I've enjoyed in a very long time. Man, does Christopher Priest screw with your expectations in the best way possible. Deathstroke is a monster in this. Yeah? He is a bastard, and I love it. So well, let me set the stage for you. It starts with a flashback of Slade mm-hmm. with his two kids. Uh, Grant, who will grow up to be nothing, and Joey, who will grow up to be Jericho. And literally, he's threatening, he has his hands on his belt, and he's threatening to beat both of his children. <laughs> he's like, don't make me take my belt off, boys. And then like one of the kids runs away and almost gets killed by a bear. So Slade kills the bear. And like you think like, oh, is this gonna be a sweet father son moment? He's like, nah, you stupid little shit, running into bears. Look what you made me do. <laughs> this was a mama bear too, so I'm gonna have to go kill the cubs. Better watch me do it,
1: kids. Far out.
0: Yeah, he is a goddamn monster. And then this is just the past. This is just the past. <laughs> then we go to the present and see him as Deathstroke and he's in like some unnamed African nation and he we find out that he just took part in like a major ethnic cleansing on behalf of oh a God. warlord. Yeah, he killed a bunch of black Muslims in Africa. <laughs> <laughs> and the uh, and the like warlord working for him or like who's hired him has been like oh you know how uh, how will I know when I pay you you won't turn around and you know and your American Marines will come and get me and Deathstroke says ah, they're black people no one cares <laughs> he actually says that shit and I'm like that is so fucked up but also really true to this asshole. <laughs> This is kind of making me regret passing on it. Oh my god, he does so much evil shit in just the first issue. It's stunning. Like, it's like Punisher Max, Max Marvel, like, directions of like, oh my god, you are, you are so evil. And it's not even in the violence they get across that he's evil. It's in what he says and what he does that yeah. do they get across the evil. And we find out that he's only in this African nation because he wants to assassinate Clock King William Talkman who's been hiding out there all Apocalypse Now style. Yeah. And then they tie that into Wintergreen, his old butler, which was a character who we haven't seen in forever, Wintergreen. Wintergreen was like back in the old Teen Titans days because Deathstroke was supposed to be like an evil Batman and Wintergreen was like his evil Alfred. (laughs) So they tie it back into him. This book was really cool. This book was a million times better than it should have been.
1: That's awesome. So it's really like, who, who, who was doing the last one? Because I know the last one was apparently really crap. Yeah,
0: some some nobody, I don't know. I think, I mean, I think, was it Daniels? I think, I knew Tony Daniels was drawing it, so it looked amazing, but it, yeah. didn't, but it didn't read good. Yeah. But yeah, oh, and he's old again in this too. I don't know how they squared oh, that okay. from the last thing, how he got old again, because he was young in the last run and they made him look like the TV show guy yeah in fact I got an amazing question on this review where they're like wait why does young Slade have blonde hair even though in the last one run he had dark hair when he was made young again and I'm like oh that's because in the comics originally he was blonde but in the last comic run they had to make it like the TV show so he was dark haired like the actor <laughs> You see, they didn't care about continuity. (laughs) They only cared about getting it in line with the TV show, so they completely flubbed that bit. (laughs) But yeah, Deathstroke, way cooler than it had any right to be. I'm actually going to keep up with the Deathstroke book, which I never thought I would say.
1: Yeah, that sounds actually really cool. What a ballsy move to make
0: him such a villain. And I know there's a lot of younger readers out there who have only seen Deathstroke as an anti-hero. They had no idea how to take the book. And I'm like, "Guys, you got to remember like Teen Titans. He was a bad guy. He was a really bad guy." Yeah,
1: the guy kills people for
0: money. Yeah, it's only I mean, come on. It's only recently have they tried to clean up his image and make him nicer and everything and make him like a relatable anti-hero and everything. I'm glad he's a remorseless killer now. His name is Deathstroke yeah. the Terminator, and he finally yeah. he finally lives up to the Terminator in his name. <laughs> But, yeah, that one was cool. Good good job, Christopher Priest. Uh, what else did you have, Matt?
1: Uh, I had Action Comics 961. Mm-hmm. Cool yeah. book. Con- continuing the fight between Doomsday and Superman and Lex Luthor and Wonder Woman. And everybody and,
0: and Superwoman for a
1: second, too. Yeah, for I- I'm glad I actually read this book before Superwoman. I like saw that and I'm like... Who was that? (laughs) I read it the other way
0: around, but uh, what I loved about the opening of this book is that it's Lex Luthor left behind in Metropolis to kind of put everything back together while everyone else is fighting in the countryside.
1: Yeah, (laughs) and I got to say, like, if he's playing the long con, he's he's playing it really well. I know.
0: Oh, he was feeling genuinely salty, where he's like, "Oh yeah, fine, everybody, just leave me here. I'll just put everything back. You know, just just who am I talking to? Am I just Lex Luthor over here, or what?"
1: (laughs) And um. Well, uh, Mr. Oz certainly stepped up his game plans. He finally made issue. his move. Now, you had a theory Matt, that
0: Mr. Oz might actually be. Yeah, he might
1: actually be pre-Flashpoint Lex Luthor. That's an interesting theory. Walk me through this. I, I'll walk you through a little bit more when when I get to Superwoman. Right. Um. Because apparently but that it, was the
0: one with the big, uh, big drop.
1: Yeah. Uh. But it, but in this one. He, he, like, has people working for him that mm-hmm. have access to what looks to be, like, a Phantom Zone gate.
0: Ooh, yeah, because he said, open the gate.
1: Yeah, and I can only assume it's a Phantom Zone gate, because there's Where not really anything else. Doomsday. Yeah, exactly. What else would you do with it? But, yeah,
0: that's a cool one. I like Superman, in a very smart bit of thinking, is like, look, Wonder Woman, take my wife and son to the Watchtower. Doomsday can't get them there.
1: <laughs> oh, well, he, he could, really couldn't. But um, yeah, I like that little little interaction between Superman and his wife and son, and then how he was flying away, how he was crying as well. It's always Cause he sad. Because he, he probably knew he was going to die.
0: It's always uh, heartbreaking when you see Superman cry. Yeah, yeah, there's got to be a good reason for it. And I guess from there we'll transition on over to the big new number one from this week, and that was Superwoman number one. Yeah, well, it should be super women. It really should be what a what a swerve that was. Where you're like, oh yeah, so Lois is because like the comic wastes no time. You're just in, and it. it's like, boom, yep, uh, New Fifty Two. Lois has powers now. She got them in the explosion at the end of Super League, and you're just trying to wrap your head around that. It's like, okay, yeah, this is cool. She's got a nice costume and everything it makes sense. Oh fuck, Lana has powers too now. <laughs>
1: Yeah, she got them as well. She's now like in a red electric superwoman. I
0: I know, that's what got me. I'm like, okay, I like they made her a different kind
1: of superwoman. Yeah, yeah, she's not just the same one with the same powers. Yeah,
0: and maybe, just maybe, this book will only be Superwoman by the end because they seek to imply
1: that the lowest one might have (laughs) died. Yeah, I, I have no idea what the hell happened there. What a. Bizarro God. Superwoman. Yeah, Come in a, and attacked her.
0: What a fucking swerve would that be, too, where it's like, haha, you thought Lois was the lead, but it was actually Lana.
1: Oh, wow, that'd be. Holy shit. We
0: tricked you into buying a Lana book, everybody.
1: <laughs> it was my master plan. All along, to which I'm like, oh, oh, you, ODC,
0: oh DC, you got me, you got me.
1: Yeah, um, but as I was saying before, the big thing that I think Mr. Oz is Lex Luthor in this is that we actually see the back of him in this issue when he's looking at the screens. Mm-hmm. And he's wearing a type of armor that's very similar to Lex's power armor. Ooh. He's got like that high sort of collar around the neck, big shoulder pads. Huh, I think it's definitely possibly him. And he has green eyes as well, and, and Lex that has green eyes. And
0: a green cloak very similar to the like Legion of Doom era Lex yep hmm that would be a hell of a twist because i mean it's like look if lois and clark can make it through from their universe who's to say lex couldn't also have made it from their universe
1: yeah also like it would also mean we'd have a bad guy lex as well but also like obviously the last time we saw lex in the pre-flashpoint he was a god and everything so maybe he could have learned about you know dr manhattan stealing the time from that universe to make he the new lear- universe. he learned the
0: secret of the universe yeah. which everyone was fighting about in dark side war
1: yeah
0: it would be interesting too where it's like well why did you call yourself mr oz oh it's after
1: ozzy Mendez yeah possibly yeah maybe he he found out about him and sort of respected the guy a little bit
0: or if even not from him it's like the historical ozymandias is what he's named himself after because they're both the same school of super smart egomaniacs and that's what they chose to name themselves after yeah
1: exactly in which case I'd be like, "That's pretty fucking good. It's a
0: pretty fucking good poll." <laughs>
1: yeah, and if the, if that's the case, I'd be like, "Jeff Johns, you son of a bitch!" Because because you... Je- because Mister Oz has been around for ages, like before Rebirth was even a thing. He was around when Jeff Johns was writing New Fifty Two. Oh, Superman. really? Yeah, he was. He, that was when he was introduced when Ulysses was introduced. Oh
0: shit! I gotta go back and read that Ulysses run now because it seems like Jeff Johns was planting seeds over there. Yeah
1: yeah yeah i was like oh my god you son of a bitch
0: if if that turns out to be true matt's just gonna like come all over the book like ah he did it (laughs) the madman jeff johns has slowly been jerking you off for all these years (laughs) only at the end (laughs) for the big release man he he does shit like that jeff johns so don't be shocked if it turns out to be true he's done it before yeah he's like hey guys the mirror universe yeah the mirror universe it's this whole big thing yeah you know this flashpoint and everything oh look the universe got rewritten (laughs) ain't it funny how i do that but uh yeah so superwoman this one and i'm sure you'll agree this is definitely the more continuity focus of the super family of books everything else is a nice fresh thing to come in on this one assumes that you knew what was happening with uh lana and lois before all of this
1: yeah, yeah, this is the book that you need to have read, maybe a little bit of New 52 Superman, or at least like the final days of Superman. Yeah. At least that one to understand what's going on in this one.
0: Yeah, it's a, it, it's shocking the continuity that was in this one. Now, now here's one for you too, Matt. So we have old 52 Superman running around. We have his super son. Mm-hmm. We have a superwoman, possibly two superwomen, We have a super Lex mm-hmm. running around. We have an Asian... Superman, Superboy 2. At what point do we have too many super characters and they start stepping on each other's feet?
1: Oh, I don't know. We have Steel as well. And Supergirl. Supergirl's Um, got her own city.
0: Steel's funny because they interview Steel in this book. Hey Steel, what do you think about this new super character? I think they're going to put me out of a job is what I think. (laughs) Steel thinks this is bullshit. (laughs)
1: I was still like, oh Steele's like ah married to Lana Lang, so it doesn't matter. Is she really in the new Fifty Two? Yeah. Did they do that? Oh, that's yeah, th- cool. Yeah, they're in a relationship. Oh, I like that. That's cool. I like that a lot actually. And I think Natasha Steele is a thing as well. Oh, Jocasta, his daughter. I think. I think right. that was her name. I can't remember.
0: Are, are you thinking like the Marvel Jocasta?
1: <laughs> no, no. I'm pretty sure she was called Jocasta. Or I'm probably thinking of that one, um, but I it would make she, sense, she was so I think woman. I think it was because they looked similar. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it would make sense, Metal Woman, I could see how your brain would just auto-complete that. Oh, that's cool. Yeah.
1: I don't know if I'll check
0: back in Superwoman, I definitely want to check back to see if Lois is dead or not. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's if... Good good hook-in that first issue. Yeah, because if so, what a fucking swerve. Uh, what else did you
0: have going on, Matt, now that we've uh, tackled the Bat and the soups.
1: Um, I had Earth 2 Society issue 15.
0: Oh yes, yeah, the book that isn't cancelled, the book that is very much yeah. still going.
1: It's, it's got an annual coming up later on this month. Holy shit. Um this book was kind of okay. The art for the first eight pages was some of the worst art I have ever seen. Yikes. Like it was, it was awful. I don't know who the artist was, but it wasn't the original Angel Hernandez art, which is amazing. It, this art was like trying to emulate, um, who's the guy that did the justice league book? Doug, um, Doug Menke. Oh yeah. 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 He's good. Yeah. It was kind of trying to emulate that, but like, couldn't. Not well, yeah, and yeah, it was horrible, horrible art, but the storyline was still pretty cool. It, it deals with um, Dick Grayson's son, John, mm-hmm. uh, who who now is free of Ultra Humanite's uh, control and still has his powers. I actually got to see what Ultra Humanite looks like in Earth 2. He looks pretty fucking great. Yeah, he looks exactly like his old school counterpart. He's the big gorilla with the big brain. Love it. And, um, yeah, so I I think John's going to be becoming a hero pretty soon. And the kind of costume he's wearing makes me think he's probably b- going to become a Superboy. Nice. Because he's wearing blue and red and got blue uh, red boots and red capes and yeah, everything. I think, and, I
0: think someone showed it to me. It looked very much like Mon-El. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Monel has a great costume. No no one really appreciates Monel, but it seems like all these new super characters are like cribbing points from Monel. you <laughs> <laughs> like, look, you can't exist, Monel, you freaking Legion of Superheroes jerk, but we'll be sure to, you know, take your
1: costume points for everyone else. <laughs> yeah, we'll just leave you in the Phantom Zone, because if you come out, you'll die. <laughs> you'll die. Aw, oh, that's unfortunate. You'll die of lead poisoning. <laughs> and dead. But, um, yeah, the. Book was pretty cool. Ultra uh takes over Alan Scott's brain and uses the Green Lantern ring. Uh, he appears to kill Commander Sato. He like throws her, uh, throws her at speed into a brick wall, and her head like blows up. Yeah, that tends to kill you most times. <laughs> and the, the funny thing is, it was kind of like glossed over, like in a panel. I'm like, come on, guys, Commander Sato's been in every issue since this started in the New Fifty Two. Can't tell me I she's think not she did- dead. <laughs> you need a little bit more than just, like, a panel of her head exploding. It's the Disney villain death, and they
0: fell off a cliff.
1: <laughs> yeah, they returned to their home planet and died on the way. <laughs> oh,
0: Poochie. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're still enjoying that one, Matt. That's good. It's funny, you know, Earth 2 Society is still going. We've heard nothing about this new JSA book, if it's coming or not.
1: No, we, like... We've heard that, oh, it's, it's coming, it's coming, guys, that we just haven't sorted it out yet. So maybe they haven't got, like, writer and artist and whatnot. I guess. Or they're waiting for le- uh, le- uh, Legends of Tomorrow to see, like, what the reaction for the JSA right. on that is.
0: It, it's funny, you know, you mentioned how bad the art was in this one. Is Hernandez working on anything else? Because I notice uh, one of the problems with these DC books going twice monthly now is that the artists are getting very overtaxed. And, like, some of them are starting to slip where before they wouldn't.
1: Um, I don't know if he is working, or him or her, I'm not really sure if it's a, a him or her. Um. It's true. He's working, day. working on anything else, um, but it was just really weird cause like the first eight pages and it wasn't even like it was a, uh, like a, a backup story or anything. The first eight pages were just, you know, done by this other artist. I'm not sure who it was, but, and then it just went back to normal art.
0: Huh.
1: It was really weird. I'm just looking at her his her pages at the moment angel could be a
0: unisex name could go either way i know
1: i and the page is taking forever to load because it's a dc comics com page you you notice we're seeing a
0: real explosion of hispanic artists too there's more hispanic artists now than ever before they're some of the best artists true so it's a a great time to be a hispanic artist in comics right now
1: yeah it's it's really great yeah Uh, i don't think think she's he, she, he is doing anything else oh, they did the um infinite crisis comic
0: mm. remember that
1: game I that do. was like ran for like a month
0: i do everyone was really into it because they thought it would be the next injustice until it wasn't
1: yeah yeah there was that and then they've just done earth two <laughs> <laughs> well
0: good for them then they, they get a nice plug here on the comic multiverse yeah they're good artists yeah good stuff uh I read... There was actually two Avengers books that came out this week. All new, all different Avengers. Annual number one. And by God, is that a lot of A sounds to cram into one title. (laughs) Uh, The annual was interesting because we see it almost entirely from Kamala Khan's point of view. And it's a whole story about fan fiction, actually. Oh, wow. Yeah, she comes back from a day of superhero and is like, "Mm, how's, how's uh, How's my fan fictions doing over on the fan fiction hub? And she sees people have started shipping her with Sam Alexander and Miles Morales. And she's like, that's fucking bullshit. <laughs> I'm going to go complain to the admin, which she does. And we find out later that the
1: admin is actually Coulson. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the admin of the Marvel. Well, he's team. got
1: spare time. He's not director of S.H.I.E.L.D. anymore or like a S.H.I.E.L.D. member anymore. So he's just like, I'm going to go hop on the computer and fuck with Kamala Khan. <laughs> that's,
0: that's the best part, though, because when we see Phil Coulson, he's in a S.H.I.E.L.D. tank top. Like, in his underwear, in his kitchen, eating like ramen noodle. Excellent. And answering this on his laptop, and I'm like, yeah, that's about right, that's about right. So, while she waits for the admin to deal with her issue and get in contact with the people who have been shipping her, she just sits and reads a bunch of, like, Miss Marvel-related fanfiction, and it, like, runs the gambit of every sort of bad fanfiction you've ever read before. So you get, like, the shameless self-insert fanfic
1: oh that's awesome that
0: they make one of they get the cutesy but directionless fanfic you know starring she hulk which i actually kind of like that one because it had like a steven universe art style uh they get the uh like the anthropomorphized furry version where instead of miss marvel and spider-man it's hiss marvel a snake and uh miles morales the amazing spider mole <laughs> oh my god fighting instead of uh, the hobgoblin it's like the quack goblin and he's like a duck <laughs> who does stuff it's it's pretty funny the one that I think I liked the most was uh, they're like ooh and it's the big team up thing it's miss marvel meets squirrel girl aren't they both you know fun and quirky and like everyone in the marvel universe shows up to see this meeting and they don't really do anything <laughs> <laughs> Which I like that that's Marvel basically coming out and saying, hey, yeah, you know what, everyone loves Miss Marvel and uh, Squirrel Girl for different reasons. you think it would be a lot of money if we teamed them up, but we can't think of a good reason to team them up. <laughs> <laughs> or anything we do would seem
1: fanfictiony. Uh, That's awesome. I haven't read like an like an actual Avengers team book in a while. I've sort of like cut them off a little bit. I'll, I'll probably pick them up. When's Marvel now start? So... Well, I mean, not until not until Civil War Two is <laughs>
0: over. So, oh, so like
1: this time next year.
0: Yeah, yeah. What a what an unfortunate thing. They're like, hey guys, Marvel now again, all new books. So everything you've been reading and all new, all different Marvel didn't really matter because we're going to be changing up the bulk of these.
1: That didn't make any sense to me it's,
0: at all. All new, all different Marvel became Marvel's answer to DCU, and that it was a very short flash in the pan sort of thing. Yeah. Now, at least unlike DCU, not all the books are gone. A lot of them are staying. It's just the ones that were popular and would have stayed anyway. So Daredevil gets to stay. The Captain Americas get to stay. Thunderbolts gets to stay. Yeah. Et cetera, et cetera. But yeah, All New All Different, Avengers was cute. I didn't read issue 13, which also came out this week, but apparently that's a time travel story with Vision and Kang.
1: Oh, okay. Kang's still around? I thought Kang died he's time he can be anywhere <laughs> you know but they like killed him all throughout time
0: apparently this is vision trying to go back in time and like kill him when he was a baby
1: oh god they already did that in inhuman's did they really god <laughs> damn it yeah yeah the the whole story with inhuman's was uh, like when it first with the Uncanny inhuman's when mm, it first started was right. um was about kang and they 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 had ahura Black Bolt, son kill him throughout all time. All the history and everything. Well, apparently Mark Wade didn't get the memo.
0: Fuck, oh, it! <laughs> it's funny, too, because it's like that classic, you know, if you could go back in time, would you kill Hitler? Well, would you? <laughs> where Where do you stand on the kill Hitler thing, Matt? Would you kill Hitler if you had the chance to go back in time? Uh,
1: I'm pretty sure if someone did that, they'd fuck up history. and of human history. We'd be living in some weird tyrannical cult thing, I don't know or something, you know, you can never tell that far how come no one ever
0: does the third option in the kill Hitler situation where it's like, well what if I go back in time befriend Hitler and tell him that the Jews aren't so bad, what about that?
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. like be friends with him and like calm him down when he decides to, oh well, maybe I should invade Poland, <laughs> maybe
0: you shouldn't maybe you should call first, how, how about that Addy, hey Addy, how about you do that? yeah <laughs> or better yet how about you just be like look t- tell you what uh
1: adolf how about you stay in art school how about that yeah i think you yeah become his art teacher and give him a's
0: <laughs> <laughs> i think your art is really good adolf i think the world has yet to understand it <laughs> stay in here no don't go to, no don't go look, look here's a puppy here's here's a german shepherd puppy here you go name it goldie Just be be a dog person. Just be a dog person. Be the best
1: dog person you can be. I tell you what, you go kill all of Hitler's, like, like Mm. second-in-commands.
0: Take out Goebbels and Goering and all those other guys. Yeah. As you can see, Joel watches a lot of the history channel that he could name Goebbels and Goering out of nowhere. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, Nazi inner circle. Yeah, man, I watch a lot of history channel.
1: (laughs) But, uh, yeah, what else did you have going on, Matt? Uh, I read. What did I read? I had Darth Vader twenty four. Oh yeah, penultimate issue. Almost. Not, I cannot believe that they will actually end a Darth Vader book. I said that in this review. I'm like, why are they ending? This book should be going on and on and on. Are they are they rubbing up against the next movie? Is that the issue? Are they
0: dangerously close in events to rubbing up against it? No.
1: This book is set between episodes uh, four and five.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, are are they close to rubbing up against five? Do they have new plans for five? Like, maybe they'll come out with another line of books that be like, and this is what happened to Darth Vader in between five and six.
1: Well, all you do is you do do like an issue or two issues that just tell the story of Empire Strikes Back, and then you just pick up like, immediately at the end of Empire Strikes Back. That's what I would do. That's what you do, but, you know, this issue, like, while it didn't really further the storyline i kind of wrapped up everything uh this issue we spent inside vader's head oh wow because because his suit got shut down last issue oh no uh uh, by uh that silo guy he had like a controller that could shut down all of his uh internal mechanisms and whatnot and basically render him a statue um But yeah, we, we get like a inside look at Vader's head, and it, it's like a retelling of the scene on Mustafar where he's going to be burnt up. <laughs> and uh, it, the the only difference is this is sort of an alternate taking where uh, Obi Wan actually picks him up and throws him into the into the <laughs> fire lake, and in doing so, Vader rises up out of the, the lava. It's really cool, yeah. really cool, and and kills, see it. and kills and kills Obi Wan, and then he actually has to fight Anakin. The, like the good version of Anakin, and he That's ends cool. up killing that, and yeah, it was pretty cool. He uses the Force to will his body to move and then kill Silo, but nice. then Silo doesn't die because Silo has clones. Of course he does. Why wouldn't he have clones? Yeah, but but the next issue looks like it might be setting up the construction of the second Death Star. Ooh. Like I don't I don't know how they're going to do it, but it looks like they they're getting ready to set it up and maybe start building it. Hmm.
0: I guess speaking of clones, that was something I didn't talk about this week, too. I read Spider-Man 16, which is the beginning of Dead No More and the lead-in to the new clone conspiracy. Oh, God. was well, it was all right. I mean, it's, it starts off kind of like a mess where it's like, so Peter's stepuncle Jay is ill with the disease that they will not name, because if they name the disease, then everyone will be able to say how stupid the story is. But a mysterious <laughs> company called New You comes to Peter, and it's like, yeah, you know, we clone organs that not only cure diseases, but make you healthier than you were before. (laughs) And Peter's like, I see nothing sinister about this. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Let's work with this out. And then, of course, New You, we find out, is a uh, front operation for that new jackal in the weird Egyptian mask. Uh, Okay. And clearly, this is all gonna go real bad. And then at the end, uh, J. Jonah Jameson's like, oh, I'll, I'll spare no expense for my father to be able to live I'll do anything, and they're like, sure, we'll take your money, J. Jonah Jameson, and also, here's your wife we cloned back from the dead. So there you go. <laughs> and I'm like, "Geez, you guys are really going above and beyond on this one, aren't you? You already had his money, why Why did you do the other thing? <laughs> well, shit, we went through all the trouble of cloning her, what we were supposed to do, keep her in the broom closet? <laughs> well, shit, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> It's it's not that bad, but it is just like, okay, so everyone needs to act just a little bit stupid though for us to get the story where we need it to go. <laughs> my for my money, I'm like, look, can't be worse than the original clone series.
1: That's true. Nothing is worse than that.
0: Can't be worse than the Clone Wars. I'm sure it'll be fine. <laughs> or at least okay if nothing else. <laughs> so yeah, that's uh th- that was the Spiderman's this week. Cool. What, uh, what else did you have going on? I'm nearing the end of the stuff I can talk about.
1: Yeah, I had um New Superman Issue 2. I didn't get a chance to read that yet. It's cool. It was Superman, this new kind of dickhead Superman. Oh, yeah, it is Um, Meeting the Chinese Batman and Wonder Woman and sort of setting up the, the Justice League. I like it. Uh, Dr. Omen's sort of telling him about they're setting up a new Justice League. And, and he's like, Lady, there's already a Justice League. We don't need to set up another one. There's,
0: there's also a Chinese Justice League. What happened to the Eight Pillars who we saw in Super League? Are we just never going to see the, the Eight Pillars again? The Great Ten. Oh, Great Ten. Eight, yeah he, me- he
1: mentions them he's like we already have like a, a, a chinese super super league called the great 10 and she's like ah they're, they're old we need something new and fresh we need so we'll just copy these heroes
0: essentially what they're <laughs> saying is we need something american to which i say god bless yep. the chinese and their ability to counterfeit things
1: that's the, that's what she says she needs we need to beat the u.s at their own game <laughs>
0: so we need to create our own american style super team
1: that's, that's and, um, cool i can live with that this is, like, the issue where he sort of reveals himself to the uh, to the country. Uh, he goes and fights a villain called Sunbeam, who's got, like, a cannon that shoots sun rays. Nice. So a weapon like that against Superman is kind of dangerous. Yeah, I Because it just fuels him. <laughs> oh, it only makes me stronger. And, and That's what it does. It, like, um he gets hit with it after he tries to save this uh, little girl's mother. Uh, and... Well, that, that was actually a really nice moment because it was like the hero moment for him because he, he gets locked inside the Batmobile mm. and he's been, he gets told to stay there and they uh, Batman comes back and returns like the little crying child to the Batmobile so it's safe. And then he, he starts looking at the child and realizing that, that that was him when his mother died in that plane crash. Aww. So he needs to like stop this from happening again. So he get, goes out and helps defeat this villain and sort of reveals himself to be the new Superman. And he doesn't even keep his secret identity. He says, I'm Keenan Kong, the new <laughs> Superman. <laughs> Come at me, bros. Yeah, on live TV. <laughs> I'm literally
0: super. You couldn't kill me if you tried.
1: I <laughs> so, wonder. Yeah, it's it a pretty cool issue.
0: I wonder if we'll find out if this new Superman, is he also weak to kryptonite? That'd be interesting. Or maybe he's not. Wouldn't it be more interesting if he wasn't?
1: I, I, I don't know. I, I think he's just going to be weak to his own idiocracy
0: (laughs) which he really is he's
1: kind of like an idiot
0: which i kind of like the idea of a dumbass superman (laughs) yeah he's
1: just like some normal guy with superman's powers (laughs) and it's as
0: dangerous as you might think
1: yep (laughs) it's as bound to fuck up as you might
0: think (laughs) but uh yeah i mean i guess i'll just uh, lightning round through the rest of the ones i have i haven't had a chance to read everything yet but i guess out of what i have read uh, I read all-new X-Men number 12. Thank God we are finally out of Apocalypse War. <laughs> this is kind of the cleanup issue of that. It's it's hilarious. This is probably the best issue they've done in a while, and it focuses entirely on X-23, the new Wolverine. Oh, okay. But it's not as good as the new Wolverine book. Oh, of course it's not. They kind of put her back together with Angel, her boyfriend, and I'm like, why? You broke them up, had a arc in between, and now they're back together? What? <laughs> Old Man Logan was fun, he continues to go back to Japan, we get some interesting flashbacks of him with his wife, and you know, him swearing that he'll never pop his claws again, but of course he needs to pop them again, because reasons. (laughs) Uh, I'll tell you what was actually super surprising this week, Suicide Squad most wanted El Diablo and Boomerang. Yeah? The Diablo story that starts this off, man were they cashing in on the idea that uh, El Diablo would be everybody's favorite. From uh, the Suicide Squad movie, because they write him a really great story here. Yeah? Oh, God, yeah. So, Waller comes to him and says, look, Chacho, you've technically served your sentence and everything, but I'm an evil bitch and I'm not going to let you go ever. (laughs) Because, of course, I am. Look, you got two options here. You can either continue to rot in your cell uh, against your will or... I want you to head up a new task force I'm calling uh, Task Force Y. Get it? Uh, task Force X, Task Force Y. Uh, <laughs> and, and instead of doing governmental and war work, we want you to essentially be our gang unit. I want you to go to LA, I want you to form a gang of superpowered individuals, and I want you to fight the war on crime for me and the government.
1: Oh, so like a 22 Jump Street sort of thing.
0: Basically with supervillains, and Chato's like, no, you evil bitch, I'm not going to do this. And she's like, well, too bad, I have your team here. Hey, team, kick Chato's ass. <laughs> so they're just whooping his ass prison style, and then guess who comes to save him? You'll never guess who comes to save him. Captain Boomerang. No, pick the cra- crazier than Captain Boomerang, who's one of the... Oh, actually God. Found, We actually kind of talked about him this episode.
1: Oh, God, I can't remember.
0: Uncle Sam from Uncle Sam
1: and oh, the wow. Freedom
0: Fighters comes to save him and says, you know, hey, true American, America's a melting pot and Uncle Sam's come to help you, son.
1: Oh, Jesus.
0: And Uncle Sam essentially takes him out of Bell Rev and says, look, we want you to come and work for Checkmate now. We want you to be the Black Knight of Checkmate. <laughs> there's a there's like a cartel connected gangster who's going to be bringing a dirty bomb into LA and you, Chacho Santana, with your gang connections and like your border connections, you could stop this and you could be the greatest American hero of all time.
1: Huh.
0: It's a really cool story.
1: That's, that that it sounds cooler than it should be.
0: That sounds like the movie that David Ayer should have made about El Diablo. <laughs> <laughs> And the fact that Uncle Sam is in it, and he just, he, he, I kind of love Uncle Sam as a character in the DC universe. He bleeds red, white, and blue. He's just like, you know, they got Lady Liberty over a pork barrel, Uh, Chato. Are you gonna let them have their way with Liberty? Well, are you, son? Your country needs ya. And I'm just like, this guy is so uber patriotic, he's amazing do it for the apple pie son (laughs) (laughs) and like he believes it and I'm like man you could write a great political satire with Uncle Sam Yeah, just this dude who believes in the best yet ultimately most stereotypical parts of America he's like Captain America without the intrigue (laughs) he's like a walking talking like slogan machine and it's great to team him up with you know with chato with el diablo and everything and checkmate i'm like this weirdly works can this get a spin off (laughs) (laughs) and there's a boomerang story too it's pretty fun but not nearly as good basically he fucks up on a mission He's supposed to yeah. be the lookout for the team. He fucks up because he's Captain Boomerang and he's busy drinking fosters and playing with dingoes or whatever it is he does. <laughs> and they get all pissed at him for not doing his job. So when the helicopter comes to pick them up, they all leave him behind. Yeah. <laughs> And he's like, fine, then, I don't need you anyway. <laughs> and he gets embroiled in a whole, like, political uprising and everything. And I'm like, I kind of love the idea that he's the redheaded stepchild of the squad, where they're just like, look, we're not even going to take you on the helicopter. We're mad at you. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that one that one was freaking surprising. So if you weren't sure to pick that one up, I would say pick that one up.
1: Cool, cool. I I have finished all the books that I've read so far. I've still got a couple to go. Um, but, yeah.
0: Do we, uh, do we want to spend, like, the next 10, 20 minutes talking about uh, Killing Joe? Because I know a couple fans have wanted us to talk about it for the last couple weeks, and we're uh, enough time out from it that I think we can just have a mini-spoiler cast here at the end. Yeah, why not? Yeah, sure. Uh, all in all, not great. Kind of disappointing, considering how yep. much we all built it up in our minds.
1: Yep, Yeah, it, it, as I've been telling people on like Twitter and Facebook, just watch the first... just watched the last 45 or so minutes
0: you can skip the first 28 to 30 minutes they put in a prologue that not only is a weird creepy prologue wherein uh batgirl bangs batman as you may have heard but they also completely reframe the killing joke and not in a good way
1: no no i don't know what the hell bruce tim was thinking or if it was even him i mean it was azarello who wrote this so what the fuck was azarello thinking Oh, that's true. It's probably too busy calling fans pussies and wow. whatnot. Wow.
0: Wow. You know, I had always heard that Azarello was a prickly dude and hard to work with and everything, but on Comic-Con, being like, yeah, pussy, you don't like my writing? Come over here, let's fight. Let's fight in the parking lot.
1: Not even that. This was, like, for the panel of The Killing Joke. Like, everyone had just seen the movie, and it was the panel mm. right after it.
0: Yep. Yep. What like, holy a, shit! <laughs> what, a, what a jerk! I mean, there's no other way around it. What a jerk! And I know some stories have like come out being like, "Oh well, no, that was a that was a journalist under his breath calling about." And you said, "Well, you want to say that again?" pussy? I'm like, even still, you're on the panel for the movie. Don't do that.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're, you know, promoting your stuff.
0: <laughs> you can think it, but don't say it. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, the, the prologue is weird and has so many problems. I, like, like, it's really hard to count. Not only. Is like the Batman-Barbara relationship weird and icky in its own right. It's not even as interesting as it was portrayed in Batman the Animated series, because you know that that at least in terms of that series, you know, it strengthened Dick Grayson's turn to Nightwing. It, you know, was this idea that, you know, Barbara had a schoolgirlish crush on Batman, but was quickly disappointed when she found out what sort of person he really was. This movie has none of that. This movie is basically just like, wouldn't it
1: be fun if they fucked? Yeah and then and Batman's like totally okay with it and he's like, "Oh, you're like a daughter to me."
0: Yeah, and he's really condescending to her through the whole thing and like yeah. and Barbara has like a caddy-gay friend, which I'm like, "Really? Are we are we you guys are better than this, really?" <laughs> well, she needs to talk to someone, so caddy-gay best friend it is. Yeah. It was pretty bad. It's really unfortunate. It's so it's almost mind-boggling how they mishandle that first 30 minutes. And I and I understand what they were thinking. The idea was, look, you know, if we just do the killing joke as is, it's going to come off really mean-spirited to Barbara, especially for people who don't know who this character is and doesn't know her history and everything. Uh, You know, we we, got to reframe it in some way. We got to give her a little bit more agency in the story. I'm fine with that. The problem is, is that they completely and utterly drop the ball on it. They actually make her seem really hateable in it.
1: Yeah, exactly. I didn't... Give a fuck about what happened to Barbara they, after that first thirty minutes or so.
0: They do her real dirty in this. They make her whiny. They make her needy. They make her. They make her really horrible. And then the icing on the cake is it's not even enough that the two characters have sex, but it's like that really terrible Frank Miller, you know, fight, fight, fuck, sex. Yeah. Where I'm just like, God damn it, Azarello. God, goddamn everything. Now that being said, when we actually do get to the parts from the comics. It's pretty much what you would hope it would be. It's Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill saying all your favorite lines.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's just the lines lifted from the comments. The only thing I didn't like about that last 45 or so minutes, they just kept cutting back to Joker, like, flashbacks. Yeah. Like, I know it's kind of in the story and everything, but come on. We already know his story and everything. Just, you know, do something. You could. They could have done something newer in that. Hmm and probably made it pretty cool, but yeah. Well, I mean, th-
0: those are the two things people know about the story. Batgirl getting shot and it being really violent and everything, and the official, unofficial backstory for the Joker. Yeah. It, it was kind of cool, too, to get to see, you know, uh, Mark Hamill use use every bit of his performance, because, you know, it's like, here's-, here's him as the Joker, but as, like, a normal guy, and then here's yeah. him as the, like, actual Joker. And he sings, yeah, and that- too. He sings a song yeah he has a musical number he has a freaking musical number which man that too kind of came out of nowhere after everything else where it's like hey and here's a musical number everyone i'm like this is uncomfortable
1: yeah, yeah this is weird
0: this is weird and uncomfortable but i mean you know like matt said if you're really interested and if you're a comic purist skip that first 28 minutes in the movie you'll actually be better the problem is is that we can't see it again with fresh eyes
1: no. um, As I said in my review, like, the best thing they should have done was just done, like, a 45-minute short with of The Killing Joke, that sort of stuff. No. But then, like, maybe, like, also since they, like, could have done two 45-minute shorts, one of The Killing Joke and then another one of, like, Alan... Like, an Alan Moore, so like, whatever happened to the Man of Tomorrow or something?
0: Yeah, make it make it Like, an like Alan, a Batman
1: and Superman one.
0: Yeah, make it a double feature. If length is the issue, and I get the feeling that was one of the things that kept this movie back for so long, is that it's a short book. It's not that much longer than your regular comic. If you had to do that, make it a double feature. Let Killing Joke be first, then do whatever you want to fill the rest of the time afterwards. Hell, make it a Birds of Prey story if you want to do something with Batgirl. Tell a good story with her yeah like as oracle at the end
1: yeah yeah in fact they put yeah, the- yeah like a couple of years later on in fact where she's back as oracle and doing her thing and everything
0: in fact oracle shows up in this i don't know if you actually watched long enough in the credits because if you're anything like me you probably shut it off but like they show her as oracle in the wheelchair setting up the like oracle computer station and everything yeah and I'm like, well, shit, this is this is what you should have done then. You should have kept following that story. You should have had the bad thing happen. Don't reframe Batman's conflict with the Joker as like, oh, no, he shot a woman I had sex with. Do that and then be like, no, but then Barbara got her life back on track, though, and became Oracle and had many more adventures afterwards.
1: Yeah, yeah, they should have done the, the last 45 minutes first and then, like, done, like, a time jump with her sort of, like learning how to use a wheelchair and getting herself her life back together with her father and everything and then becoming oracle
0: yeah or or like you said matt just do any other equally length story yeah of which there's many i mean you could like like matt said i mean you couldn't have picked up another alan moore story and just been like okay we'll do that then it'll be the alan moore double feature yeah exactly but no but then because we couldn't call it just the killing joke then and then we couldn't have sold it as that Yeah, that's true. They they kind of bungled this one, and that's really unfortunate because this is the one that people had been asking for forever. I guess the next one that's coming out sooner rather than later that everyone has been asking for is Judas Contract, and I fear what they might do to Judas Contract now. Yep. Although that being said, Judas Contract's a lot harder to fuck up, and they've basically already said, look, we're not using the team from that store, we're using the team from the last movie we did, so it's more of a reimagining of Judas Contract than just doing Judas Contract. At least they're being honest with it, but with, uh, with Killing Joke, they're like, no, we're gonna do it exactly like it was in the comics, only we're not. <laughs> it's hard not to feel a little lied to.
1: Yeah, and also I don't know whether you picked it up, but like at the end of this movie, like in the comics, it's also it's left sort of um, ambiguous. There's like some yeah, some ambiguous sort of context whether Batman actually kills Joker or not. This one, it, it he doesn't. Like it just pans down to grass of yeah. them laughing. Well, that's whereas in the comic I there read. was like there was the comics where there in the comics there's like panels with like the lightning and it looks like Joker is being choked by Batman and. There's laughter and everything. It's kind of ambiguous. Uh,
0: I had never read it into it that at all. I always just assumed it was laugh and over, but ever since Grant Morrison kind of put that into the pop mm. culture, not too long ago, only a few years ago, and now everyone thinks that's the ending cuz Grant Morrison said it.
1: No, well like when you look at it after like hearing that I actually went back and read it and looked at it, I'm like,
0: "Oh yeah, it's, that it's
1: kind of kind of looks like
0: that." It's a compelling argument, I'm not going to lie. I think the reason it, you know, took off is because it's a compelling argument.
1: Yeah. But yeah, so
0: that's your little rant on Killing Joke, everyone. I hope uh, I hope you enjoyed it. Oh man, speaking of Killing Joke, I got the poster for Killing Joke. I'm not sure if I told you this, Matt. And I wanted Mark Hamill to sign it because he's going to be at Fan Expo this uh, like beginning of September. I'm going to go there. Actually, I got denied press for uh, for Fan Expo, which really oh sucks. really I did. And I'm like, well, that's bullshit. I've gone three years in a row now, why or, or two years in a row? This would have been my third. Why why are you turning me down? You know what I think did it? I what? think because this is going to be Stan Lee's last uh, comic
1: convention, they got all sorts of press from all over the world wanting to come in and do it. That's true. That's true. And you, you they would be given people like who work at like IGN mm-hmm. and. Uh comic um book movie and all that all those websites first dibs i guess yeah i think i got muscled out for which is
0: because i'm local show some love to a local person you yeah got. yeah
1: exactly yeah you know it was it was even more
0: depressing because i had sent them my work where it's like now what what other cons had you covered and everything and i sent it to them and they wrote me not one but two follow-up emails you know, talking about it and be like, oh well, where can we find this? Well, you know, oh, what did you do this for? And I'm like, oh well, I must be. And you know, why else would they send me follow up uh, emails? But no, that made it sting even more when they're like, no, we're not, we're not going to give you press accreditation for it. Huh. Now that being said, for anyone out there listening, I still plan to go. You know, just just as myself, I'll do some filming, I'll meet up with fans, hang out, do whatever. I just don't know what day I'm going to go. Now is the thing. Huh. Thursday is the cheapest, followed by like Sunday, and I kind of want to save up because I might also be doing a New York trip this year. Oh, I put in for that as well, and that's a real shitty thing where it's like, ooh, be sure you have transportation and a hotel ready for New York because that's coming up, but you won't know until two weeks if you got into the convention or not. Oh Jesus! (laughs) I'm like, God, I have been so stressed over the last two weeks with all this happening, and I'm just like, girl, I don't even want to go now. Uh, it does suck. It does. I mean, I'm sure I'll have a fun time, too, when it's all said and done. That's that. That's just Joel's bitching vent corner, everybody, where he talks about <laughs> all the things that make it so he can't sleep at night. <laughs> and now you can't sleep at night, either. But, uh, with that, I think we can finally bring this show to a close. It was a humdinger of a show, Matt, wouldn't you agree? It was. Definitely in the upper echelons of shows, I would say. Of course, it's not really for me to say. It's for the fans listening to say. Uh, As always, be sure to like, subscribe, favorite, Uh, check Matt and myself out out on Facebook. If you're not subscribed to Matt's Fortress of Solitude, go out and do that. He does all sorts of cool videos. I saw you just did a breakdown of the Rogue One trailer. I did. That was a lot of fun. I bet it is. I bet there's a lot of good tidbits of information there. I I had considered doing a Rogue One trailer breakdown, and then I'm like, nah, nah, man, nah. (laughs) It's, It's too raw, man. It's too raw for me. Can't do it
1: i'd be invading your comment section
0: i know you would i think one person said joel don't think about doing it unless you have matt uh matt spotting you matt spotting you on star wars i just imagine me on a bench trying to lift up and you gotta spot me with star wars on the bench. <laughs> uh so yeah I-, I did that uh anything coming out this week that people can look forward to
1: uh i really got more reviews coming out a little later on this week some uh, really cool ones coming out uh but other than that it's been pretty chill
0: Same here, same for me. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I guess that's it, everybody. I guess we can bring it to an end right now. Uh, Thank you all for watching. Be sure to tune in next week. Same Comic Multiverse time, same Comic Multiverse place. And we'll do this all over again. See ya. Bye-bye.